Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Hi, Niall. I have a family dilemma that I'd love to hear on your show and see what the listeners think. Myself and my sister never really got on and six years ago. By the way, I think that's an important line. Herself and her sister didn't get on. But anyway, uh, and six years ago, I uh, had a massive falling out and we haven't spoken since, not even a text. We still live in, live in the same area and our children attend the same primary school and uh, are actually in the same class. Since the school started uh, this year, I've spotted my nieces walking to school alone a good few times. They only live 15 minutes walk from the school and they are only eight and six years of age, which personally I feel is way too young to be walking alone as there are a lot of busy roads along the way. I've also noticed they no longer seem to be well kept. Hair always looks unbrushed, dirty looking uniforms and even dirt in their faces sometimes. On top of this, my youngest has mentioned that my niece in her class only seems to have lunch with her once a week and she often often shares uh, her lunch with her because she seems so hungry. Uh, when talking uh, to my eight-year-old, who's in the same class as my other niece, she said uh, the same and said that one has gotten letters home from school on numerous occasions about nits being in the school. I can't uh, reach out to my sister because uh, she won't take my calls. I tried, but I feel awful for these children. They're clearly being neglected. Uh, when I mentioned this to my husband, I said uh, that it's so bad that I was debating contacting social services about it, not to get the children taken away from her, but maybe to give it a kick up the you-know-what, uh, maybe to do something about it and start feeding the children properly. Uh, my husband has told me to mind my own business, as they're not my children, and my sister will go mad if she finds out that I'm interfering, but maybe I could do it anonymously. Other parents are, uh, are older and... Uh, or sorry, our parents are older and not in the best of health, so I don't want to burden them with this problem. Not, I don't know what to do. These children are too young to be looking after themselves and clearly no one else is looking after them. They are still my family, even though I don't speak to my sister anymore. Should I go up my gut and contact social services anonymously? Or is my husband right and should I mind my own business? Mm. What would you do in that situation? Now, I think, I, I think what she's trying to outline is clearly the kids are not being looked after. I mean, look... It doesn't take a rocket scientist to see a child and know that they're not being looked after. The child is constantly getting nits in their hair. Look, and by the way, before you all start saying something, I'm not judging. All kids get nits. My kids got nits in school at some point or another. They, you know, fleas or nits, whatever you call them, on numerous occasions. And, you know, you had to get that special shampoo out in the comb. And, oh, Jesus Christ, it's terrible. Right? But if, ha- if it's happening all the time, it means that they're not getting rid of them the first time. If it's constant, Right? And not only that, the kids, their uniforms are not washed. They're walking to school on busy roads at six and eight years of age on their own. And they're hungry. They don't have lunch with them. They're hungry. They're asking their nephews and nieces for food during lunch hour because they don't have any food. They don't have any. Now, but I'm assuming the school might give them something. I don't know what sort of school they're in. Depends on where they are and what area they're in. If the school provides food, but obviously not in this case anyway. The children are being neglected. If you thought your nieces and nephews were being neglected in that situation, you weren't talking to your sister or brother or whoever it was, would you go with your gut? Would you contact social services? You can do it anonymously, by the way. You don't have to give your name or anything like that. You can do it anonymously if you think children are being neglected because it is abuse. And you have a responsibility, by the way, since the last children's referendum, you know, not to ignore something like that. Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. Would you contact social services if you thought your sister, who you're not speaking to, wasn't looking after her own children. What should she do? 
Let me know what you would do in that situation. The number is 87 Would you contact social services? Amy, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. Interesting dilemma, Amy. What would you do in that situation? Uh, well, I have a niece. And, uh, well, like, firstly, to say, if, if my niece was being unkept and going hungry, like, if myself and my brother weren't talking, I, I wouldn't care. I'd kick down his door. You know, I'm not going to sit idly by and stare out my window while watching my niece go up the street knowing she has no food and, you know, is, is poorly dressed and, and dirty. You know, I'd be reaching out to... Yeah. You know, if if it was a sister reaching out saying, you know, what's going on here? There's obviously, but you know, she said, but she says the sister doesn't take her calls. She won't take her calls. They haven't uh, yeah, spoken in five or six years. She said her sister lives down the road, and I like yeah. if you didn't or nephew, it was you know, and the, the the parent wasn't answering the phone. I, I don't Just think you'd be like, oh, you, you you would. You'd go down. You'd kick in the door if you had to kick in the door. Um, but the other side of that, I I I don't think there's a whole. I like, I think the sister might be be. Exaggerating. Uh, yeah. Um, because, like, a school would be obliged to notify Tusla of every single thing that the sister is talking about. If a child is coming in with no food, Tusla would have to be acting on that. I think, I think, yeah, teachers are good at spotting these things. They are. And, yeah. Yeah. And, but the only problem is, I, I don't know what, at what point the school gets the, the services like to us are social services involved. I mean, if a child is, say, continually coming to school with nits, if a child is, you know, coming with a dirty uniform or is hungry. Now, some schools I know provide food, but they don't all provide food. It depends on the area you're in and what school it is. Yeah. I mean, they don't always have a responsibility to feed a child, but maybe the child is just not making it known to the school that they're hungry. They're saying it to their niece and nephew, you know, can I have a bit of your lunch? I'm starving. But I might not be saying this to the school. Uh, but, like, if, if they're six and eight years old, you know, th- there's going to be teachers monitoring a six-year-old eating their food. They're not just, you know, left unattended during lunchtime. So the teacher is surely going to notice the child sitting there with no food. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you would imagine you, you would yeah. imagine so, and I would have imagined so. I thought that was a bit odd, all right. You would imagine so. So what, you think the, the sister, the other sister here is exaggerating the situation, maybe because she just hates her sister anyway? You know, yeah, I like. I think you know, maybe the child forgot her lunch one day, you know, or that the, the uniform was a bit dirty. Like I've had, you know what I mean. I I get my kids dressed. Well, I used to get him dressed prior to him having his his breakfast. I've learned lessons. You know, yeah. you don't dress the child until after they're finished. But you know, he could have two drops of you know milk, two paste on his jumper or something. You or, know, yeah. yeah. And I'm not going to change his clothes again just because there's a smidge in a toothpaste or a tiny drop of milk. You know. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I get so you. I, and you know, her her partner said as well, like you know, don't don't get involved at all. You know, it's and I, your I think yeah, I think if it was the case that the kids were being that poor, any any father of children themselves would be like, look give the school a call or, or see, you know, what, what's going so on. Is, has, has I mean, on the, other, on the other side of it, it is shocking the amount of children that are neglected because they, there was a report out during the lockdown because obviously during the lockdown, children weren't being spotted by teachers. And some of the, yeah. ch- some of the, the, the cases where Tusla had intervened was shocking. The children who weren't getting homeschooled, for example, and they, were, they called to one house and the child's hair was so bad, they ended up in an ICU because they had got so their scalp had been so badly infected by nits, and and that sounds vile, I know, but but it did happen, and and some of the cases they they drew attention to in the paper that Tusla had drawn attention to because teachers hadn't picked up on it because there was no kids were in school at the time, and so it is you know there are children who are very badly neglected. 
But then, like, I think Tusla is is half the problem. You know, I'm assuming that child was probably released back to the care of of, of the parents. I think I read the story and that's exactly what happened. Yeah. You know, it's absolutely shocking. I think I read a story um, about a, a mother and her partner were living in this, like, shed style caravan at the back of a derelict building. Um, it was in Cork and the guards went in and literally found the child just in, in a vest and uh, a nappy that was completely soiled. There was drug paraphernalia all over the place. The guards took the child into their car and wrapped the child up in one of their um, their, mm-hmm. their jackets. The child wasn't able to talk um, just because he wasn't educated. And the Tusla released his child back to the mother. So what can you say when that happens? <laughs> you know what I mean? That doesn't make any sense. But that's normally what you would read at the end of one of these artic- arguments. Uh, the mother and child have been happily re- reunited. That's normally the last line, isn't it? You no, know? like, and I mean, if it children are being treated like that, the parents should be jailed. I know. Look, I, I remember telling a story that I, I was walking around Parnell Square there one day and there was two drug users and they were clearly off their bickies. And there was a buggy. The two of them were sitting on the step and one of them had the thing wrapped around his arm where the other one was going to inject him or whatever. I don't know what they were up to. Anyway, there was a child sitting in the buggy with him. You know? And I'm saying, what future has that child got? With these but two But how many wasters? people walked by and done nothing? But, but, but what, yeah, what until, can you do? Until, until Tusla came or the guard came, I would have stood there and watched. But, you, but, they want, but Tusla, what are you going to You ring Tusla and you say, how you doing? There's two junkies here with a child. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean yeah. they, they're not going, they can't intervene. They're, they're the child's parents. It's not, yeah, no, it's I, not, I it's not against the law to be a drug user and have a child. Tusla. You know? Uh, it does. It needs to get stricter with Tusla. I think Tusla needs to be held accountable for the negligence. Do you know there are people in the, do you know there are people in the UK who come to Ireland to have children? Because the law is so much stricter over there when it comes to criminality and having children and being a drug user and having children. They're much different. Whereas in Ireland, it's so lax. So they actually come to Ireland to have children so the children will be taken off them. That's crazy. Like, it shouldn't be allowed. Not not in this day and age. Like, there should be no child, you know, being hungry or, or not no. being fed or, You're right. or, you know. But there's no reason for it. There's no reason for a child to be hungry in this country. Stay there for a second, Amy, if you can. Let me go to Frank. Frank, you're an Ireland's classic kid. How are you doing, Frank? Hi, how are you doing? Um, Frank, I mean, you've listened to the email there at the start of the show. I mean, so what should this sister do? Mind her own business? It's probably, Amy reckons this situation is being exaggerated slightly. Look, I mean, um, I, I, from what I understand, that, that she hasn't spoken to her sister for a couple of years. Um, so, I mean, the, 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 the story could be somewhat exaggerated there. And if, if she does believe that the child is being neglected or anything, get get your ducks in the row. Get, get... Yeah, oh, we're, we're losing your line there. We're losing your line, Frank. Move your head. Um, <laughs> Oh, well, isn't there, you know, Frank? It's funny, isn't it? Richard Nixon could talk to Men of the Moon in 1969. <laughs> 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 we can't even get a mobile phone conversation between us and Frank. <laughs> Sorry, Frank, are you, are you there? We'll try, we try and get him back. We've lost him completely. Okay, I think he was going to say, get your ducks in a row. Get the evidence, I suppose, Amy, you know, before you start making any accusations. In other words, make sure you get your story straight. Yeah, I mean, like, look, the first port to call for her, if, if she doesn't want to go the route of, you know, calling to her sister's house for whatever reason, first port to call should be going to the school. 
Like, yeah. look, ha- have you noticed this happening? This is what my daughter's saying. Is there any truth in this? You know, um, yeah, and see where the school takes it from. Because as you say, the school has a legal obligation to report it to TUSLA. Because if, if it's the case that the, the, the child is left, go hungry, left go without food, left come in, left with knits, and the school turns a blind eye to it, this child, once they do turn 18, can take a case against that, that, that school and actually sue them for, um, you know, allowing the neglect to occur. Yeah. I mean, we do very little in this country when it comes to things because if you look every year in and around November, December or January, there's always a story in the paper about the amount of uh, parents who've been taken to court, say, for uh, not sending their children to school, right? Obviously, last year would have been different because of COVID, etc. There was very yeah. few children in school anyway. Uh, but, you know, I think the law basically says for once it goes over four weeks, um, that social services get involved. There were cases where there were parents or parent who didn't send their children to school for a year. And the excuses that they come up with, they didn't want to go. <laughs> you know, their kids, they, they do what they're told. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But they, don't, they do nothing to these parents. They might get a suspended sentence or they'll be told to send the child to school and that's about it. They get a slap on the wrist. You know what no, I mean? No, like it's, it's, it's bad breathing. Like the wrong people raising children yeah, the wrong yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. It just, it needs... Like, the, the country does have to do something about it, whether it's, you know, that Tusla can be held responsible, you know, on, on a, a legal aspect where they can be prosecuted for failing to do their, their duties to, to ensure the welfare of children. I think that should be coming into play. And maybe Tusla might cop on. You know, I, I know someone personally that was waiting um, four and a half months from a call uh, from Tusla after they reported something. But we had a woman so, on, we had a woman on the air here recently who talked about her own daughter, and her own daughter sadly was a drug user, and she has had you know like three or four pregnancies because unfortunately that's very common um, with young women when they're drug users because they get abused on the street sexually as well apart from anything else right, and she had had the, she said look we've already taken two of her children she's incapable of looking after children, she said she's only recently had another one and we can't we said we, we just can't take any more of her children. You know, so she said she's over there in a flat. The child is, I go over and check every now and again. The last one I went over, I called social service. The child is sitting on the floor with a soiled nappy like you described. You know, with nappy rash all over its bum because she's not changing the child's nappy. And she said, they won't take the child. We've begged social services to take the child and they won't. Like, that's shocking. But well, like, there obviously has to be some, some type of a civil case that that mother can take against Tusla for allowing the neglect of a minor. You know, it, mm. it is a chargeable offence. So, you know, you would, ima- you would imagine so, Tusla, yes. They're doing nothing about it. So, you know, I, I think it's just a case that one I mean, person... I mean, imagine reporting your own daughter. I mean, she's been on about her and reported her own daughter and they yeah. still do nothing about it. And she's already taken two of the children that her daughter had and she's looking after them. But she just can't take any more. She's an older woman. So stay, stay there. Sorry, let me go to Oisin as well. Oisin, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How you doing, Oisin? All right, no, how's you? Good. You have to do an awful lot in this country, Oisin, to have your children taken away from you, but we've, we've established that. But, I mean, yep. would, you, would you report a, you know, a, a relative if you believed they were neglecting their children? If you yes, believed they were? Yes, I would. Mm. Yep. Now, as the other lady was saying, yeah, you know... Uh, Amy. You can go, you can, yeah. Sorry, yeah, I apologise. You can go to That's school. Just, you don't have to be sorry. No, yeah, you know yourself. You can go to school, right? <laughs> I'm always sorry about something. Um, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, you know, you can go to the school. Now, the principal, he or she may not tell you an awful lot. But usually, you know, as you rightly said, teachers, like my, in, in my kid's school, they, they get a lunch. Yeah. 
Now, they bring stuff with them, but they actually get a lunch. Yeah, but not every school does that. Correct. Yes, okay. correct. And the one thing that the alarm bells were going for me was they're going to school hungry. Right? Yeah. Now, if the sister is exaggerating, uh, as you rightly said, and I've seen it in my children's schools, teachers are very apt at picking this up. They'll see it once and kind of go, mm, maybe two or three or four times, alarm bells should be going off. Yeah, call the parents, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Um, the fact that, or you know... Parent. Or parent. Yeah, exa- I was about to say that, yeah. <laughs> okay. And if, if the kids are getting looking at school, argument's sake, what are they getting at home? Yeah, or no, what? Well, I mean, I know. I mean, look, if, if outwardly there's a problem, the problem is obviously going to be ten times worse inwardly, if you know what I mean, or at home. No, I do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like, again, if it was me, and let's say I wasn't talking to my sister, or she wouldn't answer phone calls. Now, you know, we live about 15 miles away from each other. I'd have all problems going down, and literally, I wouldn't kick in the door now, but I'd stand outside and sort of go, here, listen, I've heard this, I've heard this, I've heard this. What's going on? I mean, on? if a child is not bringing lunch to school, and I know a lot of kids won't eat their lunch, I get that, by the way. A lot, yeah, of, yeah. A lot yeah. of parents will say they come home with the same lunch they go out with. And That's look, correct. there's nothing you can do about that. You can, you can try your best to get them to get them something they actually want to eat. But if a child is not going to school with a lunch, there's a problem. No, that's what I mean. Yeah. I mean Even it's, if it's just a yogurt or a banana or a, or you know or whatever it is that they happen to like in a little box, they should have something. Oh, in fairness, like I, I make my kids lunches in the morning, so they have bananas, they have uh, like kind of like uh, my daughter loves crackers, yeah. crackers and cheese, bit of fruit, yeah, bit of bread, bit, bit of, of fruit, yeah, crackers, whatever. Yeah, you I, know, and I used to get a, I used to get when I was going to school. I'm trying to remember now, but so long. I used to get a yogurt and uh, two cream crackers. Two cream cracker sandwiches, like butter, with two. Cream. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was yeah. all I wanted. And uh, no, in fairness, now you know they get milk in school. Now, in fairness, my kids are the same. It's like they want that, they want that. I love this and this and this. Yeah, that. yeah. You know, and that's fine. That's all. Well, okay, but there's not only that. There's the dirty uniforms, the unbrushed hair, and this constant. They constantly have knits. So much so, there's letters that've been sent home about yeah. a person in the class with knits. No, God, no, no. I'd be straight down to her. If, if that was my sister, I'd be straight down to her. Now, all you, you can blow now your she did. Now, she does say she hasn't spoken to her, you know, and she won't take her calls anyway, so, you know. Yeah, the way I see it is, they're kids. They're kids. What are they, six and eight? Six and eight years of age. They're uh, going to sc- and they're going to school on their own. By the way, Amy, that was something we kind of didn't discuss there as well, Amy. Yeah, on a busy road. On the busy roads, it's a fifteen-minute walk from the school, and they're eight and six and going on their own. I'm assuming the eighteen, the eight-year-old is bringing the six-year-old to school. Yeah, like my my lad is four, and I like I think from when I would have been my son's age, there's huge differences between the youth today. You know what I mean? They're, they're raised so much. Would you let a six-year-old go to school on a busy roads? Not on their own, but with the eight-year-olds, like, and again, Are you serious? with the eight-year-old, would you let an eight-year-old go on the road? I wouldn't it, let an eight-year-old go. No, on the road. it depends. Really? Like again, depend. Like, look, if there's a housing estate across from one of the local schools where I am, it would be a five-minute walk. There's a safety traffic light there for kids to cross. It was actually put in for school children to safely cross. And if a child is walking from that housing estate to the school, it's no more than two hundred meters. You know, no, so but this, if, this is fifty. They they live. They only live. I'm reading it out. They only live a 15 minute walk from the school, but they are eight and six years of age. All it takes. Oh is yeah, no. If it's it fifteen minutes, I'd be saying no, not yeah. not fifteen minutes. Yeah, all it takes is one driver to be slightly tired, or somebody on an e scooter, or a bike, or whatever, and they're cleaved out of them. Stay there for a second. Let me, I have Frank back as well there. Sorry, Frank, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How you doing, Frank? Hi, sorry, hi. I lost you there a few minutes ago. Okay, get, Frank, sorry, getting back to what you were saying about the, yeah, about the, the email itself. 
Yeah, look, I mean, um, like uh, be, before contacting uh, child services and everything, I, I, I truly believe that if, if the sister hasn't spoken to her sibling for, for a couple of years, she, she needs to make the, 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 the effort to actually get in touch with the sister, either meet her up at the school or, or, or just get, get involved somehow um, to actually see what is going firsthand. And I mean, um, I used to work at a, at a school as a chef myself. Okay. And I mean, um, the, the, the teachers are always on point. If they see yeah. a child yeah. is hungry, I mean, that, that their, their first port of call is to speak to the principal and, and get in touch with the parents to find out exactly what's going on. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, for, for me, contacting child services firsthand before you've made any other efforts, I mean, you, you, you never know what's going on in somebody's life and um, what type of finances and all, all that type of yeah, thing but you is don't, going yeah, on. Yeah, but you don't, need, you don't need finances to walk a child to school. She's saying, oh, no, no, for sure. she's saying yeah. an eight- and six-year-old are going to school, a 15-minute journey on busy roads on their Look own. That. That's unacceptable. That I, I don't agree with. I mean, no. my daughter's six years old. I would never even let her walk like two hundred meters by herself. No, 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 I no. Mean, no. You, yeah, yeah, anything yeah. can happen. Yeah. So I mean, that that's a that's a red light immediately. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 yeah. That part I actually didn't even know until your previous caller mentioned that. Yeah. And for for me, that that is absolutely shocking. So for, with with that being said, the school definitely needs to hop on board and and uh, mention to the the mom or or something like that and say, look, if if you don't do something about this, we're gonna have to report it. Um, like like give give that. Uh, you know, if yeah, you don't that's do it, putting we're a child at risk of having yeah. yeah? It's putting a child at risk apart from anything else. I mean, exactly. look, she's made it quite clear she doesn't talk to her sister. She doesn't seem to want to talk to her. And she says even if she tried to call her, she wouldn't answer anyway if she called her the phone. But she could call yeah. her house, mind you. She might get a dig. Exactly so, yeah. She could get a punch off her. But so maybe maybe that she could talk to the school. Yeah, talk to the school first. Yeah. You know, yes, that's, yeah. that's what I do. I mean, because the, 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 the principals, the teachers know the kids better than sometimes the parents themselves oh, no, the, and, yeah. they, and they can get even more involved than um, a brother or a sister that can't get hold of hold okay. of the mum. So if the principal now gets onto the mother and says, look here, your, your, your child's come into school. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, they say they're hungry. They, their clothes are looking a bit tattered. Is everything all right at home? Is, is there mm. anything that we, we can do to um, maybe help out or something? And, and just find out. Sometimes the story goes a lot deeper. Um, but, yeah, the, the school definitely needs to get involved because – at, at the end of the day, they see in the kids on a daily basis. They they know more than that sister that hasn't spoken to a sibling for five years. So I mean, um, the the child will obviously show signs of malnutrition, um, very skinny, and and all that yeah. type of thing. Oh, yeah. so you would yeah. see if the child is starving. Um, yeah. But I mean, my daughter sometimes she she doesn't want breakfast. Uh, yeah, I know, I know what they're like. No, I have three kids. Well, I, they're older now, but I know I know exactly what you're like. Yeah, I'm not eating breakfast. Exactly, I don't yeah. want any. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, you're a school chef, by the way, Frank. Yeah. I uh, used to be. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm actually a chef at a hotel now. But uh, oh, I was yeah, going to say, did you get bored of that very quickly? There's only so many ways you can make bangers and mash. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, what? I mean, where were you school? Were you school chef here in Ireland or abroad? Uh, no, no, actually, before uh, before I came over to Ireland in South Africa as a chef at a, at a college there. Okay, and, um, and what would be on the menu for the school chef? <laughs> well, look, I mean, I, I used to do all the, the wonderful things, hiding veggies in um, spaghetti bolognese. And Hide, all hiding the vegetables. <laughs> yeah, they, they don't know that they're getting the nutrients in, you know. <laughs> yeah, you can hide the mushrooms and you can hide the carrots. Yeah, okay. Exactly so, exactly yeah, yeah. so. Uh, and did you make nice desserts? Because if ever you wanted a school chef, it was just to make nice desserts. Like, like bread pudding, was it probably? 
Oh, yeah, bread and butter, pudding, uh, a nice sticky toffee pudding every now and then. But that was only Fridays. So, I mean, yeah. you, you I love bread pudding, Friday. by the way, can I just say. Because <laughs> I, I, I remember years ago, I was in the FCA when I used to work, when I was in the FCA, which is like the kind of voluntary army, Frank. And we went away on camp and we used to have bread pudding. So any of the bread that was left over from the day before, you'd make the bread pudding with. But exactly. I, but so, I need, yeah. we need a good recipe for bread pudding, Frank. I'll get in touch with me. I'll, I'll, I'll give you one. Okay, you know, give, <laughs> give, it, give, it, give it to us now. So what do you do? You leave the bread steeping overnight, is it? Uh, look, if, if you if you want to have it steeping overnight, most definitely. Um, but, I mean, uh, you, you can always go uh, completely different flavors. I mean, uh, standard bread and butter pudding is with the apricot jam and all that type of stuff. Yeah. But then you can also spin it around with a bit of a Black Forest uh, bread and butter pudding, going in there with some cherries and some chocolates and oh, uh, making oh, it really right. fantastic, you know? Oh, well, <laughs> mouth is starting to water here now. <laughs> I'll have to get you on again, Frank, to give us some, some recipes. Uh, anytime, anytime. Uh, <laughs> okay, listen, i got to take a break. Break, lads. Thank you very much indeed, Frank and Oshin. Uh, keep texting, keep WhatsApping numbers 87 What should the sister do on a serious note? you got two children here walking to school at age and six years of age. Frank reckons report them to the school and so does Oshin. Maybe the best bet would be if you're not talking to your sister, go to the school, call the principal aside and say, listen, can I have a word with you between myself and yourself anonymously? I don't want to get too much involved in social service, etc., etc. I don't want to go that far. But I noticed something that's concerning. Is that the right attitude and the right way to deal with this? Keep texting, keep WhatsApping, numbers 087 Hey, Noel, I'm absolutely fuming here. Is she for real? Like, thinking about whether to contact somebody when the children are, not, are like, being starved and, and they're not clean. And mother of holy Jesus, like, seriously, get a grip yourself. Ring social services. The kids need help. They're only, gee, like, what does she want to happen? The, you know what I mean? Like, these kids are only eight, six and eight, is that what you said? Oh, my yep. God. Yep. Get your finger out of your hole and oh, ring. Jesus. Oh, stop. Get, get, get your finger out of your thing and ring. That's, that's what he's saying anyway. Hi, Niall. Definitely that woman should report her sister for the neglect, neglect of her niece and, uh, nieces and nephews. If they're going to school hungry... They're definitely not getting food at home either. They need to be reported to be social services in order for them to be put, uh, minded and taken care of. The social services will take that into account. They're definitely not getting fed at home either if they're not getting food in school. Talk to you later. Love the show. Thanks. Bye. Yeah, well, most likely you're right. They're probably not being fed properly, certainly. They must be getting some food, otherwise they wouldn't be still walking, let's be clear about it. Um, yes, but if they are being neglected, going to school, they're probably being neglected to some degree at home. The number's 87 188 Jeffrey. Hello, Niall. How are you doing, Jeffrey? Nice to talk to you. I'm doing good. How are you? Just good. at home cleaning my apartment. How are you getting on? Oh, cl- so cleaning your apartment? What, painting <laughs> yeah, it? Cleaning I'm, it sir? I'm cleaning, obviously. I, I clean every day. What, you go around with the duster? I am. Absolutely. Yeah, I have, yeah, I have a vision of you now, Jeffrey. I've got opinion on. I was, go- I was just going to say, <laughs> I have a vision of you now running around with a feather duster in your hand and an apron on you. I've got a brittle pad cleaning the top of my cooker. All right, good man, good man. Keep it clean, Jeffrey. Good man. Absolutely. So how are you? So I'm glad. So Jeffrey, getting back to this situation, I mean. I mean, they've noticed that the kids are a bit hungry. They're walking to school on their own. They're looking a little bit unkept, so to speak. So, you know, unkempt is not the word. So, I mean, what should she do? Well, I think, you know, when when I was growing up, right, okay, I, I grew up in Finglas. I, I'm a 52-year-old man. And when I went to school in St. Canis's in Finglas, there was always sandwiches. There was always bones on a Wednesday. Yeah. 
And there was always a supply of food there for children. You used to get your little glass bottle That depends on the area you live in. Now, yes, in Finglas, in certain areas, like, for example, Finglas, Ballier, you know, Darrendale, whatever it happens to be, in areas that would be considered to be working class areas, right? Yeah, the, okay. the schools in those areas generally do feed the children. In other areas, they don't because they're not those type of schools, right? Okay. I'm not, I'm not saying that they're bad areas. I'm just saying because they recognise that there is an issue sometimes because they're working class areas. So, but not all schools do that. But I think that they should bring the fact that you can, like, the yeah. children are going to school. Yeah. Like, it was like, I lived in London for years, and you have school dinners. That's right, yeah. In, in the UK, all schools serve school dinners. School yeah. dinners. Yeah, So, great. you know, whether you're, you're high class or low class. Yeah. I, I, I lived in, I lived in St. Albans yeah. for a long time, and St. Albans is very hoity-toity, yeah. as you know. And they still have school dinners. I know, I know. In every school, the same in Northern Ireland, every school in Northern Ireland serves school dinners. And from what's it going to cost? I, I think you're right. I think we, you know, sh- I we should make sure that every child is looked after. We have a duty since the referendum. Oh, absolutely. Two years I've got three children myself. Yeah, yeah but I think um, it would be great for parents as well. And those parents who can afford it, if your parents are working, they pay for the school dinners. So you well, know, they pay a, small, a nominal amount. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And if you can't, but, you and know, if you can't afford it, it's free. Yeah, if you can't afford it, it's free. That's without a doubt. That's yeah, without any I shadow of a doubt. I couldn't, I wouldn't disagree with you, Jeff. I think you're right. You know, the, the, the worst thing in the world is a hungry child. Yep, yeah, yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. So you yeah. know, would you see your own children go hungry? No, and and where your kids are grown up now? Uh, my my well, my eldest girl is twenty two. She's uh, she's just qualified from uh, Cork CC uh, University College Cork. Lovely, lovely, proud um, proud my, moment as a dad, isn't uh, it? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And my young my youngest girl Ruby is uh, she's doing a youth reach program in Ballymun. Okay, wonderful. And my son Henry is in, in Artane School. Okay, lovely. But um, I I think that they should. You've you know, done, a, you've done should, a good job, Jeffrey. I, well, I'm a qualified chef. Oh, there you go. And by the way, hats out there, I'm looking for a job. <laughs> Wait, so you're a qualified chef and you can't get a job at the moment? Yeah, yeah. Jeffrey, absolutely. we're going to continue this conversation tomorrow at 12 o'clock, okay? Okay. All right, because I've run out of time. But Jeffrey is a qualified je- chef. He's looking for a job. I thought the hospitality were crying out for people at the moment. Jeffrey needs a job. He's a qualified chef. Give him a job. I'll bring him back on again at 12 o'clock tomorrow. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits.